Welcome to the No More Mondays podcast, the show that inspires confident professionals by interviewing people who actually enjoy what they do for work. I'm your host, Angie Callen, and I welcome you to join me each week as I chat with founders, entrepreneurs, and employees who have figured out that special sauce, the magic, the mystery to having No More Mondays. Hello, listeners, and welcome to this episode of the No More Mondays podcast. I am so excited you decided to join me for this episode. I have decided to entitle Growth is Rarely a Straight Line. I've selected this title because today we're chatting with Akash Joshi, who I've gotten to know over the last several months as he and I have worked together to navigate what ended up becoming a really, 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 really interesting job search. A lot of you have asked us for inspiring career stories, and I am pretty sure and really hoping this is going to be one of them, so get ready. Kosh has racked up some interesting and and impressive credentials, and he's worked for a few recognizable places, including Transamerica and ACT. Yep, the test that every high school senior dreads. And his roles in technology have included business analyst and product ownership. The primary reason I originally wanted Akash to come on the show is because of his experience in these very trending and desirable career tracks in the technology world. However, everything totally changed over the last few months as some some status quo kind of shifted and Akash went out and networked like a champ and took this job search that we were already un- underway in, in a whole to a whole new level. Probably had close to 50 interviews, got five job offers, and is about to start a really exciting next phase of his career that we're going to dig into today. I can't wait for us to talk about his journey. So without further ado, please welcome to No More Mondays, the gold standard of job seeker, Akash Joshi. Thank you for that kind introduction, Angie. I want to flip things around. We're going to keep everybody in a little bit of of suspense. So Akash, kind of bring us to the present. Give us your background. Tell us a little bit about your experience as a product owner. Sure, absolutely. So as a product owner at ACT, that was a gradual transition from a business analyst at ACT. Uh, I was entrusted with more responsibilities as I was learning more about the work over at ACT. Uh, It was a contract position at ACT, which I knew was going to come to an end at some point of time. So I was trying to be ahead in the game in securing a full-time role for myself in an ideal place and get an ideal role. That's when I reached out to you, Angie, and uh, we began this journey of, you know, finding that perfect match for, for my next this step in career. What, during that, things went, uh, COVID hit, and like a lot of other organizations, ACT was no exception to the fact that there were some budget constraints, and I found out that the contract was going to come to an end pretty sooner than expected. So that that completely changed my job strategy. It opened up different horizons that I didn't expect to open. I went down some few paths that I never in my wildest dreams thought that I would do. Sometimes kind of having a rug pulled out from you, change in status quo, push off the precipice, whatever you want to attach to it can be a good thing because... In, in your situation, we wouldn't have had time to execute kind of a full-time job search and the, and that time and runway that a networking strategy really takes. Um, because also, I want to share a little tidbit with you guys out there. Akash has an interesting element to his credentials in that he's actually a, a visa sponsorship, which adds a level of complexity. And, and it's a question I get a lot. And I want to add, I wanted to add it into this mix just to, so you all really have a picture of kind of how nuanced and, and the complexities this was. And that's why we had that ramp up time. 
Uh, and so, you know, when we first met, the goal was let's find this full-time role starting in September when my contract at ACT ends. And then kind of mid-June, the whole thing changes. And all of a sudden it was like, holy cow, I have 60 days to get a job because that's how long I have to transfer my visa. Tell us about kind of some of the tactics and strategies you really went and ran with from the moment we found out the status quo changed. One, one important thing I think that you mentioned was the visa, that being a non-citizen is really important for non-immigrants to get jobs who sponsor for H-1 visas or even green cards. So my strategy was to look for companies and target some biggies. I had on the internet that the, these kind of companies do sponsor. And so that was number one. Number two was networking. Who do I know in those companies that I can reach out to, to put in a good kind word for me for the position that I reached out to them for? So I do my homework. I, I go to their website. I search the job portal <laughs> and just network them. I found a really good position. Um, that really aligns well with my career goals and what my experience and skill set is. So I was wondering if you can, you know, put a kind recommendation for me. So, and that really worked at some places and uh, some other places, which, which I had some good traction going on, but I did not have any references over there. It was just pure LinkedIn networking. When I started my job search with Angie, I was laser focused on one particular field that was ed tech, um, because that's where my true passion lied at that time. I researched a lot of companies within that space. I networked with, I, I reached out to another senior product owner at ETS and I reached out to him saying, hey, you know what? I'd love to know more about the day in life of a PO at ETS. And from there, we had a really nice conversation about his duties, my duties, what kind of work that we are doing. A couple of weeks later, I found a position within his team. I told him about that, that, hey, I'm interested in that. So he did really put in a word uh, for me and ETS was kind of running slow with their processes, but weeks later, uh, interview calls happened and uh, their team, because of that connection that I had, really expedited the whole process of interviewing with me. And uh, it finally got to a point where I was the desired candidate. I'll give you a teaser. That is not where you're landing. It is one of three roles that really got very complicated. You did a great job of prospect, prospect, prospect. It's amazing what happens when you really put put a lot of irons in the fire and, and stoke them. It's very important as well. You know, as a job seeker, you have to be very open-minded and very opportunistic as well, because you never know what will come at the 11th hour. And it was funny because I remember you and I, I specifically remember this meeting and us looking at this spreadsheet of all of the prospecting you were doing. And it, it was like two weeks and nothing had happened. It was crickets. Mm -hmm. And and uh, we were getting a little nervous. And I said, you know what? Let's be patient. And all of a sudden the floodgates opened. Give us a little rundown of what happened after those floodgates opened. It was Interviews after interviews. That's that's exactly what it was. Uh, Monday to Friday, eight to five. This is all what I was doing. I made my personal laptop as my work laptop, and I, this was my full time job to appear for interviews, network, and apply. There was one week where I, you had like seven interviews, and okay. like on a Monday through Wednesday or something crazy like that. And it's it's interesting because I also remember at one point looking at you and saying that had you been had you had a job, you would not have been able to manage this much of activity. And it's just it's just kind of funny how things kind of work out that way. 
Right, it is. Get geeky with me and talk to me about really what this whole world of product is. Product owner, product manager. Get a little nitty gritty and explain that to the people who may not know but are curious. Uh, Product owner basically sits on the top of a Scrum team to manage and prioritize. That's the key word. Uh, The product backlog of any product or software as a service uh, platform. If you, you really couldn't look up a better Wikipedia definition than that. It, it's really, it is, it's the business of a, of a software. So if you think of software as a service, which is a buzzy term SaaS that we all throw around in this industry, uh, we're using right, one right now. We record our podcast or something called Zencaster. That's a software as a service. And what Kosh is talking about is, you know, he may manage that whole service or he may may manage one aspect of a really large service like that, where they're deciding what features to add to the chat and what additional functionality to offer or what new integrations to bring in and kind of figuring out how to prioritize those and then have the actual technical team execute it is really where you sit in that bigger technology framework. Exactly. And uh, especially for larger organizations where there are multiple teams, it's not just one team working on one product. In Agile release teams of more than five or seven teams when they're working on, let's say, 15 products at the same time, how do you prioritize that? So that's when the release train engineer and the product owners come into the picture and they follow something called where the shortest job first, in which they take votes on uh, from all the stakeholders involved on four things, business value, time criticality, risk reduction, cost of delay. And the sum average of those will basically dictate the priority. So it's very mathematical. Uh, and I have followed that religiously and at all my workplaces. So every time that question was asked uh, to me in the interview, like, how do you prioritize this, you know, this, this huge amount of work? Uh, I was able to answer that in a very mathematical way. I asked him to get geeky, you guys, and he did it. We're going to stop the, the suspense and tell everybody where you're going to take all of this experience and what the next phase of your career is. So where did you land after 50 plus interviews and five offers and more networking conversations than we can count? What happens on Monday? Haggerty. Tell everybody what Haggerty is. Haggerty is a company that ensures specialized vehicles. And by specialized vehicles, I mean the best example is vintage cars. They also do, if you have, uh, you know, walk down the street and you see a car expo in, in which they're showing a bunch of vintage cars, probably Haggerty is sponsoring that. But they're organizing that. Uh, they also organize some racing events as well. And uh, their business is really expanding exponentially. And I will be a technical product manager within their data integration teams. So we went from ed tech to elite automotive. Is that ever in as like an industry sector you thought you'd see yourself land in? No. And this is where that open being open minded comes. Given my situation and given the market, I had to put two and two together and and, and come to a realization that I have to be open minded. Uh, in my job search, and I have to be really opportunistic. We could probably count in two hands the number of apply buttons you hit, because this was really a networking-driven strategy, and that's why it had such really, uh, really strong players. Oh, absolutely. Every every single position that I really interviewed for through the end-to-end process was through networking, except for ETS. So this is an interesting story, too, because there was an offer on the table and then a better one came in. So let's talk about how you uh, you navigated that. Right. I basically looked at both of them very objectively, being a full-time employee versus being on the W-2 and then converting to a full-time. 
green card sponsorship was into the play. Uh, Haggerty was doing green card sponsorships way earlier than Slalom was offering to do. But I, I did not let myself decide by, by the number that they were offering, but the actual position and the job description and, and the project that I'll be undertaking. Because even after they extended the, the amended offer to me, I asked for an interview in which I will be asking questions to the to my hiring manager and learning more about uh, the project that their team is undertaking. So it was basically an informational interview for me. All right. So there's I want to stop and give two pieces of just advice and 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 really literal connect the dots on what you just said. So the first thing is just because the offer's on the table doesn't mean you have to stop your due diligence. If there is more information that you want to figure out if it's a right fit or to compare it against a competing offer, you uh, you have the room to ask for that. Interviewing is a 50-50, eh, maybe sometimes it's 60-40 uh, fact-finding process. And just because they end it doesn't mean you have to end it. And the second thing in this situation is the market right now is one where we can line up offers, we can create timelines that do give us multiple offer situations. And there are ways to, I I guess, rescind the acceptance of an offer without burning a bridge, especially considering in the slalom situation, you had an actual personal connection into them. Um, And you were able to do that gracefully and professionally. And there are ways to do that. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I at the end of the day, I did tell Slalom that, hey, another offer has been extended to me that I cannot say no to. They were really supportive of, the, of that fact. The connection that I have in Slalom, he said that, you know, there will always be a position open for you at Slalom in the future because now they have vetted you. And companies like these, they don't in the future, if you have uh, rejected them in the past because of a competing offer showing up, they won't... Uh, make decisions emotionally. They, they look at every candidate very objectively. So when it comes to Haggerty, what are you most excited about? What do you hope to learn? Are you going to get to drive cool vintage cars? <laughs> I hope to be. Uh, <laughs> a lot of the backend architecture work is similar to what I had been doing in my previous jobs. And uh, I know enough to, you know, get into the door and get the ground running. And that's also why you were able to achieve a level up because you're moving from a product owner to a product manager, which is exactly what we were targeting for you. I mean, if you could throw five arrows and hit the exact same spot on a bullseye, you totally did it. And I'm I'm so excited for you in this next phase. And I think it's going to lead to many amazing things. And I hope all of you out there tune into Akasha's journey because it's inspiring and it's going to go exciting places. And I would love for you to tell everybody a little bit about what rounds you out as a person and a human. Apart from work, I'm into a lot of things. Uh, ping pong is definitely uh, the sport that I took to my liking the most. Uh, it started with Transamerica. They had a ping pong table. And then I started learning over there properly. And then at ACT, they also had a ping pong table. And then I joined a ping pong club as well. And it, it was just an uphill uh, progress from there. Music, oh my gosh. I have been playing the piano since I was one and a half years old. So, and I do own a couple of keyboards. So in my spare time, I just like to play. And uh, tidbit, when uh, when Akash gives us his uh, Instagram handle, before the end of the show, you can follow along the, uh, the musical piece. So uh, you're a fan and follower of No More Mondays and you know what's coming next and it's a good old game of rapid fire. So you ready? Absolutely. All right, Star Trek or Star Wars? Star Wars. When you were a kid, what did you want to be when you grew up? 
scientist. You're not too far off. Yeah, I guess. I'm, I mean, I'm still very heavily interested in science. One of my favorite books is A Brief History of Time by Stephen Hawking. You cheated because the next question is a great book recommendation. And now you're going to have to give me something that's not A Brief History of Time by Stephen Hawking. So what's a second? <laughs> I would say uh, Astrophysics for People in Hurry. It's by Neil deGrasse Tyson. <sighs> All right, I got to add that to the Amazon list because now I'm just morbidly curious. Uh, you're a music person. Name an eight, a great 80s band. I would say Led Zeppelin was still active in the 80s, right? Yeah, they count. Yep. You, do you, you get bonus points for knowing that's my favorite, right? What was your favorite childhood TV show? Tom and Jerry. <laughs> that's different than we get. I like it. Classic cartoon. <laughs> and because I like food and I like to ask lots of questions about food. What is your favorite ice cream flavor? Chocolate. Of course, this is a show about Mondays. So I would re be remiss if, if part of Rapid Fire was not asking you the first word that comes to mind when I say Monday. Refreshing. And I think that you've got a really refreshing Monday coming up as you start your new role in, at Haggerty. So congratulations. Amazing. Yep. Thank you so much, Angie. And it's been it's been uh yeah, refreshing is a, is a great word. And I don't think we have to go into a lot of detail on why. So before I ask the last question, I do want to give everybody a way to follow you um, and just kind of be inspired by how well you've done in crafting this next step of your, your career. So how do we find you? Oh, you best way to find me is on LinkedIn, Akash Joshi. And if you want to follow, like Angie was saying, some of my music uh, tidbits, then follow me on Instagram. Uh, Akash Joshi 3 I'm there as well. Um, yeah, basically these two places. I love it. And if you can't track him down on LinkedIn, you can track me down and we are connected. And uh, you can certainly celebrate him as he starts his new exciting role on Monday. And as if there are not great little tidbits in here, we've talked so much about job searching. I'm going to kind of roll things back to a much more open-ended question of what's your best piece of advice on what our listeners can do to get one step closer to a more enjoyable career. Pay very close attention to the market, uh, be open-minded and be opportunistic. I think those are three, those are three great tips that I think summarize exactly why you are a success, a career bender success story. And I look forward to some of you listeners out there being the next one. So Akash, I appreciate you so much for being part of the show, being vulnerable about some of those pieces that made the story a little, a little shaky, but ultimately led to such um, an amazing outcome. And thank you for being part of the No More Mondays movement. Yep, thank you, Angie. And good luck as you start your new job on Monday. As always, we love hearing from people who are doing what they do for work and who are killing it in navigating the search to discover those roles. Akash is no exception. And like I said, I hope that you out there are inspired by this success story to go out there and explore what is next for you if you go and keep an open mind and have an opportunistic attitude towards your job search. For those of you out there tuning in to No More Mondays, I would absolutely love for you to subscribe to our podcast wherever you do that and leave us a five-star rating because it is a huge help as we continue to inspire confident professionals everywhere with these kinds of great stories. If you'd like to leave us comments, feedback, or drop a guest suggestion, visit us online at nomoremondays.info.
Thanks for listening to this episode of No More Mondays. We hoped you grabbed some great insights to help you improve your professional satisfaction. Please visit us at Apple iTunes and give us a rating so we can continue to offer you awesome interviews and content each week. No More Mondays. New episodes drop every Wednesday. No More Mondays is brought to you by Career Benders Inc. in partnership with executive producer Jane Durkee. For more information about career coaching, resume writing, personal branding, recruiting, and entrepreneurship coaching services, visit our website at careerbenders.com. That's careerbenders, B as in boy, S as in Sam.com. This is your host, Angie Callen, signing off. Until next week, when we chat with another inspired, confident professional.